Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. Joining us in a little bit will be friend of the show, great friend of mine and my wife's, and you know a lot of you know him more than likely, Titans Rossi. Uh, like I said, he'll be in here in just a little bit. But as always, to start things off, I'm going to tell you how you can support the show. First thing you can do to support the show is go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. Yes, long link. I get it. It will be down in the description for the audio podcast and for the video here on YouTube. It'll take you right to all of our merch, our hats, shirts, hoodies, all kinds of different stuff. You definitely want to check it out. Another way you can support the show is if you're listening to the audio version, which will be up later today, then whatever platform it's on, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, make sure you're following the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. We love that interaction. We love getting everyone's opinions on things, seeing different points of views. It helps us see things differently sometimes so definitely do that and it helps us out a lot if you're watching here on youtube if you're in the live chat right now make sure you back out like the video then come back into the live chat because we're definitely when me and rossi are going through here talking about everything that's been going on this past week we're going to want to hear y'all's opinions on it also if you're in the live chat back out make sure that subscribe button If it's red, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video or when we go live like we are right now. And also share the video. Let's try and get more people in here. Get this live chat really going and just see what everyone thinks about everything going on. Like I said, go down after the video if you want to rewatch it, leave us some comments there. All of that really helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. I know a goal for this year for me is to get to anywhere from 800 to 1,000 subscribers. Right now, we're sitting at a little under 460. So I'd really appreciate it if y'all could help us hit that goal. Come on, Titans family. I know y'all got me. Now, in this show, oh, almost forgot. Check us out on social media as well. Our Twitter is Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans time podcast, and Facebook, Titans time. Interact with us on there. Like I said, we love, you know, just chatting it up about football, Titans football, just NFL in general, talking to everyone, getting their opinions on things. Like I said, we really love that interaction. Now, I want to get into some of the comments here. We have Titan up saying, hey, how you doing, Tighten Up? Hope you're having a good morning. Uh, like I said, decided to do a morning show this week. Uh, week's been kind of busy. Had a little bit going on here and there. And finally found time this morning to hop on here. So, you know, going to give it a shot, see how things go. But in this uh, video, we're going to be talking about 
the Titans releasing Julio Jones, signing Austin Hooper. I just found out this morning that uh, Randy Bullock will be back with the team. So, looks like we got our kicker. We know that Ben Jones is back with the team. So, for me, that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure happen this offseason was Ben Jones coming back. He is that leader for our offensive line, and we we need him there. I mean, when it comes to what we've seen over the past couple years, players going down on our offensive line, having to shift players in and out. Yes, every now and then he may have to come out, but Ben Jones is like that one consistent guy you don't have to worry about. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could chop off his hand and the dude would still want to go in and give it his all. Like, he would find a way to make it work. Like, that's just the toughness that Ben Jones brings to this team. And it was very important to bring him back because that just that makes one less spot on the offensive line that you have to try and patch up this offseason. Like, trying to find someone new, drafting a guy, now, if the Titans want to draft a guy, they can draft him, have him come in behind Ben Jones, learn from him, which would be awesome, and you're not just throwing him in there to the Wolves right to start out. Got some more comments rolling in here. Got Al Pierce in the chat. Al, I hope you're having a great morning. Says, tighten up, guys. Go Titans kick massive tail. Oiler struck. Thank you for tuning in, Al. Got my amazing wife saying tighten up. Have Preston Lindsay in the chat saying tighten up. I want y'all to uh, go ahead and start giving y'all's thoughts in the chat. Let me know what you think about the Titans releasing Julio Jones, signing Austin Hooper, bringing Ben Jones back, bringing Randy Bullitt back. Definitely want to know y'all's thoughts on all of that while we're waiting on uh, Rossi to... Hop in here with us. And I will go ahead and talk about it a little bit. I really like the Austin Hooper signing. I know he spent some time in Atlanta. Then he was with the Browns. I know last season he had, his numbers were down. But, you know, the Browns were struggling last season. You also have Baker Mayfield who had pretty much completely destroyed his shoulder last season, was still playing through it. And, you know, the Browns already had, uh, I believe it's Njoku, and, you know, they were swapping those guys in and out a lot. So Hooper, you know, really, again, he didn't have his best year, but I don't think that reflects what he will bring to this Titans team. He's a upgrade over what we had last year. I know we also have... The Titans signed Swain back to a deal. And Swain played good for us last year. But he's not the guy that you want as your tight end one. So now we bring in Hooper. I still think they'll make a splash in the draft mid-rounds for a tight end. You know, we'll kind of see what happens there. But looks like we got Rossi here waiting now. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him on in and really kick the show off. And now we bring in Rossi. (laughs) (laughs) All is well. That's right. Good, man. And I'm sorry to the audience and everyone. If I look a little sleepy, I meant I set my alarm for uh, 8.30 Eastern time. And luckily my wife called me because I literally woke up like five minutes ago. So, (laughs) um, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to go. So you made I apologize. it. Oh, it's all good. Um, so I know you had your show last night. You kind of talked about a lot of the same things that we'll be talking about today. Yeah. But I mean, a lot going on this past week. Not necessarily with the Titans, as far as what fans were hoping for with a lot of big moves. But they they made some moves here and there. You know, it's not. Didn't trade for Deshaun Watson, didn't trade for Russell Wilson, you know, like all these other teams did. But we got our tight end one now in Austin Hooper. Yeah, We know that Ben Jones is coming back to 
you know, just keep us sure for our center position and make sure we're taken care of there. Julio got released. I mean, just just a lot going on. Um, so I was starting off talking about Austin Hooper, and you know that he's an upgrade. I know you've talked about this. I know Upload talked about this. He's an upgrade from what we had last year at the tight end position. He's a guy that can block. He can go out and catch. Last year with the Browns had a down year, but you know the Browns' offense was struggling. Baker was playing most of the year with the, his shoulder completely messed up. But, uh-huh. you know, we, we also brought Swain back, but he's a guy that's going to be used more in the run game. We may see him every so often catch a pass. But really, to me, Austin Hooper seems like he would be – like last year you look at our tight ends, I thought that Pruitt was kind of our – hybrid tight end you had Ferkser who was supposed to be the pass catcher you had Swaim who was supposed to be the blocker and Pruitt was the guy that was kind of in between he could block he could catch some and now we bring in Austin Hooper which is even an upgrade over Pruitt so what what's your thoughts on him um I I love the pickup I really like Austin Hooper a lot um I think he's you know, last season he had a down season, but I think it's because um, Baker Mayfield had a down season. You know, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield only threw for three thousand yards last season, um, right. and um, Hooper could Hooper can make some plays. And I posted a, a video on Twitter of now it was Hooper from like five years ago, but it just shows you the the grit that he has. But he was like an eighty eight yard pass he took, and he stiff arm this guy Mm. literally into the six feet into the dirt um (laughs) and and as soon as i saw that even though it's five years ago you know as soon as i saw that i was like uh yeah that's that's a titans type of guy and if you got a guy like that and i've seen him block i watched a lot of videos on him he can block really well too and that's the perfect titans tight end to me you Mm -hmm. know you got a guy who can get in there he loves to get nasty. Um, guy, you don't have to take off the field in passing situations. He can play pretty much any down. That's the tight ends we're used to having. Mm-hmm. That's the tight ends we should have. And I think Austin Hooper is it's perfect for that for our tight end position. Yeah, I think so as well. And, you know, that was something that a lot of Titans fans that they were hoping that the Titans were going to get a tight end like that in free agency. The tight end class in the draft this year is really deep. So I yeah. feel like now by bringing in Hooper, he can be your tight end one. And then in the draft, in one of those middle rounds, you can still go and get a guy to develop to eventually become your yeah. tight end one. You know, you're not putting that pressure on them right out of the gate because, you know, there's – I want to say there's very few tight ends that when they come into the league rookie year make just a huge splash and really can take over. They they need that couple of years of development or at least one year of development. So – and, you know, that's possibly what – what they'll be getting is one year because the Titans did just sign Hooper to a one-year deal. And, you know, we'll see how that works out. Now, want to jump to Julio getting released. I know we have some comments on that. We've texted about that some. From a front office perspective and having cap money come June, I can understand releasing Julio. But as a fan and knowing what the Titans gave up for Julio last year, knowing that there were struggles on the offense last year, but Julio at the end of the year, when he was healthy, was starting to make plays for us. He was there. We had him and AJ. It seemed like going into this offseason, it was going to be like, okay, we got our wide receiver one and wide receiver two. We can pick a guy up in the draft or maybe even free agency to really fill that wide receiver three 
position. And so I was I was shocked when Julio got released because I was like, okay, we already have so many holes here on offense that we have to fix. And mm. now it's like, okay, what what what's going to happen here? So what's your thoughts just from a fan perspective? Like I said, I know you're probably like me from the front office perspective and cat-wise, you, you get it. But as a fan, what do you think? Um, As a fan, I mean, as a fan, I was hoping we'd, we'd keep the guy, you know, and, and give him another shot. I mean, there's, there's a lot to do with his salary cap. Um, He was going to count a lot against the cap. I think more than just – nine million or whatever it was um Mm -hmm. somebody told me something it was like a number of like 26 million or i don't know the exact you know what i I thought it was gonna be i I thought it was gonna be like 14 yeah uh so um either way he was expensive um you know i guess they thought we we've seen what we've seen out of Julio. You know, this is going to be a recurring theme. Maybe the the not practicing thing kind of they didn't really like because um, Julio was notorious for that in Atlanta. Um, you know, and you know how Vrabel is, and you know, the, right the staff there. Um, so you know, I had a uh, James shout out to James Wheeler Titans for life. I had him on my show last night. And uh, he had made up a good point about Julio. You know, Julio's somebody that we could probably maybe bring back. Um, because the the contract that he had wasn't able to be restructured. So, you know, maybe they do bring Julio back, but they it's a it's a much better con 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 contract, right? And it's much more team friendly. Um, so I mean that's a possibility now. If you look at the guys that are left in the free agent market, I mean, there's nothing to really excite you mm-hmm. as a number two. I mean, a lot of people like Jarvis Landry, um, which he could he could be a number two. Um, then you got guys like Will Fuller, Jameson Crowder, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, AJ Green, Odell Beckham. A lot of people are excited about Beckham. Um, Keelan Cole, Sammy Watkins, you know, all these guys are great, but at the same time, a lot of them are pretty old. Right. Um, and what's crazy out of that whole list of that whole list, Tyler, the two that produced the most last season were the oldest guys. And that was Emmanuel Sanders and AJ Green. Hmm. AJ Green had over 800 yards receiving three touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders 600 and almost let's see Emmanuel Sanders had 626 yards four TDs now Cole Beasley had 693 yards but still all those guys were in their later 30s right or early 30s and mid 30s so I mean it's kind of I don't know but if you take that list like who who do you who do you get? I mean, there's only so much to choose from. Right. Where do we go from here? Do we rely on the draft for our number two receiver position? Yeah, and that's something that, you know, my wife and I were talking about it last night, and I'm going to hit on some of these comments right quick. Preston Lindsay saying releasing Julio was a good move, still need a replacement, but he just didn't have it anymore. Better to save the money. Uh, my wife, we needed to let Julio go. He didn't give us what we needed as a team from him. Excited to see what that space gives us. Um, and then some com- other comments. Donnie D, what's good, fellas? How you doing this morning? Uh, my wife, uh, really hoping Austin can fit in well. Preston Hooper is a good upgrade. He helps us not give away our plays. Donnie says that Julio's number was 14 million. And Preston says the last thing we need is a diva who just tore his ACL. So, and that kind of leads me to where I was going to go. You talking about Odell still being out there. Mm. He is a guy who Super Bowl is when he tore his ACL. So you're talking about February. 
So even if the the Titans did get him, and it just so happens to be the same ACL that he tore before, so he's going to be a guy that doesn't come in till probably maybe November is when the earliest he would be ready to come yeah, back. Sure. So that doesn't really help you early in the season. And, you know, I thought the Titans would keep Julio. They would draft a guy. And, you know, when you're looking at the draft where we're sitting at, there's a couple of guys that might could fall to us. I know, I believe it's Williams from Alabama that some people have talked about. You know, he also tore his ACL. So he was a guy that, you know, just watching him when he played at Alabama, it's like he's really fast. It seems like he can run every route in the right. route tree. You know, he can he can beat guys off the line. He, he can do what you need him to do. And if the Titans had that number one and number two guy, you know, you could risk taking a guy coming back from that injury and waiting till October for him to start playing. But – now it's like, okay, what, what are we going to do? Like you said, a lot of the guys that are still out there, they're older. They they did produce some, but it's – I don't know. There's no names right there that excite me. Of course, Titans also – you know, we never know. They may work out a trade. Um, And like, like you said with what uh, James told you, there's a chance we see Julio back, you know, maybe the Titans bring him back on a team friendly deal. I I was hoping for more from Julio. Another reason I thought he'd stick around is because you go back to a couple years ago and I I don't want the chat to get it confused here. In no way am I comparing Corey Davis to Julio Jones, but Corey Davis was a guy that was, he had a lot of injuries throughout his career with the Titans. The first year that Tannehill took over, Tannehill had been getting more reps with A.J. Brown than he had Corey Davis. So Corey Davis really didn't get the ball that much. But then you go through that next offseason, come into the 2020 season, Corey Davis is able to stay healthy for the majority of it. Him and Tannehill had built that chemistry, and Corey Davis almost had 1,000 yards. So I was thinking, okay, after giving up a second and a fourth round pick for Julio, the Titans will keep him around another season. They will let him and Tannehill build that chemistry over this offseason. And this next year, he'll get back to producing more. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I know a lot of Titans fans are, it, it's like, the world is burning down because the Titans didn't go out and get one of these other receivers before they got picked up. I know, I I don't know that I was really big on bringing them in, but Juju went to the Chiefs. Uh, Yeah. You you have, I believe, Allen Robinson went to the Rams. Um, And I'm trying to think of some other. Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders. Uh, I know you mentioned all of this on your show last night as well. But in a AFC that everyone else is really getting a lot better, fans are sitting here looking at the Titans like, okay, well, well what, what are we going to do? How? Because yeah. we, know, we know we have the defense to compete with anybody, but we need, our, we need an offense that can put up points. And I trust J-Rob and Vrabel. And I know it's going to be the Titan thing to all these teams are really getting stacked up and the Titans are just going to go in and beat the brakes off of them. But (laughs) when you, when you look at all these teams on paper, you're like, okay, Denver, they went out, got Russell Wilson, the Browns, they traded for Deshaun Watson and gave him a crazy contract. Yeah. Like, the, the AFC West, the Chargers adding J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, and then like Raiders adding Devontae Adam. You're looking at all these moves these teams are making. You're like, okay, the the road to the Super Bowl for the AFC just got a little bit tougher. 
Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, the one thing is if, if yeah, and it, it is crazy, all the stuff going on in the AFC. I mean, it is getting, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be like this past season where there was so much parity. I think you're going to have a couple teams that really kind of separate themselves from the pack. Um, you know, it, it's crazy because the last couple years in the NFL, um, wide receivers have been – it's not like the old days of the NFL where, you know, any first-round picks got to sit for a little bit and this and that. Now these first-round picks are coming in and, boom, starting right away. Mm-hmm. And you look at um, last year was a great wide receiver class too. Um, super talented. Um, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, even Kendarius Tony. He didn't mm-hmm. pan out like he wanted, but he still produced. Rondell Moore. Um, and there was a couple others, too. A lot of those guys played and played a lot and played meaningful saps. We saw what Jamar Chase did mm-hmm. as a rookie. I mean, so some of these guys, if you get the, if you hit on, here's what I'm, if I'm GM, if I'm the GM, if I'm John Robinson, thank God I'm not. But if I am, <laughs> um, I would, I mean, what are you going to do? I think you got to go with a wide receiver, the very first pick. Mm-hmm. If a guy falls to you that you can't live without. Now, if there's somebody you can live without, maybe trade that first round pick for a second and uh, live with another wide receiver because it's so deep. But if a guy like Williamson or um, who else is it? Williamson or like Traylon Burks, somebody Alave. like that, Alave. If for any reason, one of those three guys falls to you, one of those three falls to you at number 26, I think you'd be downright dumb not to, pick one of those guys up because yeah i mean the guy's got the uh the acl concern but um i think he'd be all right come Mm -hmm. season time do you want to take a risk i don't know but um i think it's time that we we step up and get one of those game breaking guys that can go along with um aj yeah for sure and like you said coming back from we know John Robinson is not afraid to take someone who is coming yeah. off of an injury. I mean, look at Jeffrey Simmons. That's, I mean, that's yeah. panned out very well. A guy fell to us. J-Rob knew, okay, start of the season, he's not going to make, you know, he's not going to be able to do anything for us. But we're looking at this long-term investment in him. Yeah. And we know that he's he's that guy. Caleb Farley, I'm hoping going to pan out the same way. We knew with the injuries, he has all the potential in the world. Yeah. And then also, um, so looking at this year, you can take a guy that's injured and that's possibly going to be, you know, a big hit for us. And, you know, right now looking at our receivers, we have AJ, we have Nick Westbrook-Akina, we have Mason Kinsey, we have Des Fitzpatrick, and we have Racy McMath. And I believe that's all the receivers that we have right now. Two of those guys, Racy McMath, I think he's going to be just a special team guy. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that he's really going to, and hopefully he proves me wrong. But I don't know that he's really going to ever be a guy that we're constantly seeing out on the field for the Titans offense. Des Fitzpatrick, he's going to have to show me a lot this next year. I mean, not knowing the plays last year, which led to a couple of Tannehill's interceptions, and just not being ready to be out there, I'm I'm gonna need more than that. Now Mason Kinsey, we've talked about him a lot. I think he needs to be a guy who needs to be out on the field, punt returns, yeah. and being that slot receiver. Because we saw when he did get some opportunities, hey, he was getting open, and 
he he had those sure hands. He was making the catches, which is something that, you know, you look back at this last season, some of Tannehill's interceptions came off of balls hitting the receivers right in the hand and bouncing up and being picked off. Yeah. So we need that guy that can pull in a catch like that. And I see you've uh, got a video here, it looks like, of Mason and I don't know if you can play it or not. (laughs) We'll we'll try it right quick. I was just curious. Let's see. There you go. This is a short clip. Yeah. So... Mama Kenzie sent that to me. And, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, with Mason, um, I think, uh, he's a guy they're trying to work in, you know, Mm -hmm. they're trying to get in, but also heard and, and shout out to Janet. She said this on my show last night. And I don't know if you were in there or not when she said it, but she said that, uh, they are trying to get Des to learn the slot. That's what they're, that's what Vrabel's telling Des to do. Right. She's also telling Mason, or I saw a text conversation between, she showed me the screenshot, which was cool, between Vrabel and Kinsey. And basically he was saying, get ready to start learning punt return, like catch punts, because Kern is hurt. Kern's still not ready to come back. So be catching punts off the jugs. And um, you know, knowing him, he'll be out there every single yeah. morning until you know <laughs> but, all, um, day, all day, every day out there catching. But I mean, I, what do you think about that, Des in the slot? I mean, does that worry you? A little bit, uh, because yeah. I I was in your I was in the chat last night whenever she said that, and I heard what you know James had to say about it, and. You know, James, he's a guy who he knows his stuff. I, I, yeah. from watching him on your show before, talking to him, you know, when we've met up before some of the game, like I, I trust his opinion on this. And yeah. again, going back to what we saw last season from Dez, I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't trust you know, it. it. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm hoping that, and obviously if they get Mason out there catching punts, that means, you know, hey, if he's doing that, that possibly puts him on that final 53-man roster, which means, you know, surely they're going to work him in some on the offense as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree going back to the draft stuff. I think if one of those guys falls to you, you have to take them there at 26. If you want to, if you think that one of them may fall a little bit further, you could possibly trade back to the end of the first round and maybe also pick up a second round pick. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what, what happens there. And, before we get into too much more, uh, we'll hit some of these comments. My wife, if there's a team that doesn't need any more injury-prone guys coming in, it would be the Titans. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, Preston says so. Basically, we have AJ. Um, I mean, yeah. If, right if now, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if Hooper. you look at it, if you look at just the top guys in our receiving core, then yeah. Um, my wife says we don't want coach being coach of the year again for that reason. So for we don't want him to have to be coach of the year again for overcoming all the injuries. Yeah. And she also says that she's been excited about Mason all last year, ready for him to get on the field. I, I am too. Um, now, right quick, Rossi, we're going to hop into the best bets segment of the show, and that's presented by DraftKings. And right now, you know, we got March Madness going on. NCAA tournament. Already been a couple of upsets. Yes. And and we'll get into that a little bit, too. 
But for college basketball fans, you can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if that team does win. Really, I mean, it's it's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a shared over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Really simple. All you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. See, you can see more of those notes down in the description. Now, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ccpg.org slash chat. 1-800-BETS-OFF, 1-877-770-STOP, 877-8-467-369, or you can text 467-369. Visit opgr.org, call or text Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, or 1-88-532-3500. And since you mentioned the Vols, I was looking this morning, and on DraftKings, the four team futures, the Vols are plus 1,200 to win the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to me, I, I'm taking those odds because this Tennessee team, I saw some stuff before the tournament started. When you look at like defensive efficiency and offensive efficiency, there's yeah. like six teams that if you look back through the history of teams that have won it, like they have to fall a certain place with defensive efficiency and offensive efficiency. There's six teams that do that right now, and the Vols are one of them. Yeah. I'm taking the Vols to win it all in my bracket. I'm throwing down a little bit, mo- little bit of money on them on DraftKings to win. So, you know, like I, said, I, I like their chances. I think they got Michigan today. So, yeah. you know, me personally, probably going to throw a little money down on them then too. But, oh. yeah, I, like I said, I, I like the Vols to win it all. And this is not betting advice for anyone out there. Believe me, I've had my share of struggles with uh, the, the bets that I've put out there. But <laughs> this is one that I like. And... Now we can get back to talking about the vol or talking about the Titans. Got, got balls on my head now, and I don't know if you had saw it yet or not, but Randy Bullock is going to be back with the Titans, according to Ben Arthur. He's staying with the Titans on a two-year deal, according mm. to Ben's source. So, how you feel about that? Knowing that we're bringing Randy back. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, he did okay. He did all right throughout the season. Um, he only missed like four kicks or something. So I, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I wish we could go out and get somebody that's going to be our franchise kicker. But I mean, that's obviously you're going to have to draft somebody. They probably don't want to mm-hmm. waste the draft if they got fat Randy right there. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, I think I think it's an all right pick. I mean, he made some clutch balls for us. You know, he had some clutch kicks during the season. Um, mm-hmm. Not really too concerned about it. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I I agree. I'm I'm fine with them bringing Randy back. Um, and talking about drafting someone, I know last week when I had Stephanie on the show, we talked about this a little bit, and we talked about how. 
you know, there were some guys at the combine, you know, that one uh, punter ran like a, I forget how fast it was. It was a four something 40 and then booted the ball like 80 yards on his punt. And I, I can't remember if he also does a little bit of kicking or what, but Stephanie brought up the point of you look at the Bengals last year, they went out and they did use one of their draft picks on a kicker. And that's and what we, happened. Yeah, we, we saw how that worked out. And over before getting Randy, we saw how for the Titans, kicking can really screw you over in some games if you yes, don't sir. have a guy out there that can make the kicks. So, but I, I like bringing Randy back. Um, got some more comments rolling in here. Uh, Preston says the best spot for Dez is on the couch. Um, I agree. That 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 could be why <laughs> he was running the wrong I routes last you, year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TA in the chat. What's up, guys? Hope all is well. How's it Yay. going, TA? Yeah, everything is going great. Hope you and the family are doing well. Tighten you both. Says, you both got new babies. Yeah, <laughs> you and TA. Yep, and. I, I know that he knows how hard it is to find time to do things now when making sure because family first and That's making sure. sure that making sure everyone's taken care of. Um, Tighten up says y'all know we can just draft a receiver. Well, we can. And going back to your point earlier, Rossi, you look back at last year, you have like Jamar Chase and some of these other guys that come in and made an immediate impact. Even going back the year before that. You look at Justin Jefferson, what he was able to do. Like, you can find a guy to come in and have that immediate impact. It's just finding the right one. Yeah. And then we have Dadson Worldwide. If Makai or Pickens is cool and they go in the late 40s or 50s, like most project them, it would open up a chance to trade back for two seconds create that extra pick in the meat of the draft this was always going to be a slow free agency with so many starters locked in and returning the only surprise so far was re-signing Landry I didn't think that would happen TA said Williams or Olave please my wife says I feel like Randy was better for us than the guys we had season before last Uh, you know where you stand with Randy gotta go for it or punt if it's 45 yards or more. <clears> T.A. <throat> says, I'm on bottle duties right now. We got this thing called Baby Breeza. Look into it, bro. <laughs> hey, I may have to check that out. And then Steven says, hey there, everyone. How you doing this morning, Steven? Everyone in the chat, if you hadn't already, make sure go out, hit that like, like, hit that like button, come back in. And now... David Story says, with how stacked the AFC West and AFC North is, now they will beat up on each other and we should get number one seed easy, get that easy number one seed again. It, it's going to be interesting because these teams are definitely going to be beaten up on each other. And with Deshaun Watson going to the Browns, um, it's it brings up what's going to happen with Baker. And I think you talked about this a little bit last night too. I've saw people all over Twitter talking about it, how Baker may be going to the Colts. And I'm going to say this a couple years ago when the Titans had to face off against Baker. Yeah. I said before that game, I need Baker to show me something, prove me wrong. I didn't think he was really all that good. And, yes, he put up great numbers against the Titans in 2020. After yeah. that game, I gave him respect. He he done what he needed to do. But I am going to say that Baker to the Colts is not something that just absolutely has me, like, that keeps me up at night. Like, it, I, it's not going to worry me because the defense we have now is not the same defense that Baker went off against in 2020. Exactly. And I, I mentioned this to someone else. You look at how 
what Baker was able to do against that 2020 defense, but hell, pretty much everyone was doing that against the Titans 2020 defense. Like it, yeah. it was that bad. And we're so much better on defense now that I'm, I'm not that worried about it. So what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, no, I'm not as worried about it either. And I was trying to pull up all the, the, the moves that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Baker to the Colts. I'm, I'm, I'm not that big on Baker anyways. Um, right. to begin with, I, I think, you know, can he fit in good in their system? Probably. I mean, he had a pretty bad year, but also he was, he was on a bad team. That right side of the offensive line for him was terrible. Um, you know, I think he can make plays, but I don't think Baker Mayfield is – he's okay. I mean, he's a serviceable starter, mm-hmm. but he, it's – I don't know. It's not like he's an elite quarterback. Right. You know? Um, yeah, he can, he can beat you every so often. Uh, he's got kind of that moxie about him. Um, but for the Colts, maybe it's the best thing for them to do. I don't worry about him if he comes. I think they're still beatable <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. I don't know what the Colts are going to do, really. I mean, you got Watson going to, um, uh, where's he going to? No, Watson's um, going to the, Browns, the Browns, yeah, and the Browns. Did you see how much they gave up for him? Good Lord <laughs> Almighty! I mean, they're they're they are putting a lot into this, into Watson. Then you got, like you said, Russell to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, to the Broncos. Um, Tom Brady coming back. Yep, uh, <laughs> and and all these super teams are spending so much money. You got Allen Robinson going to the Rams. You got um, Shaq Mason going to Tampa. All these cra- All these teams are just somehow pulling money out of their you-know-what. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, where's the money coming from? Like, yep. for real, where's the money coming from? Um, it's crazy. And the Raiders paying Devontae Adams, like, an insane amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um and we're sitting here back going like, um, well, I know we don't have any money, but can't we spend money we don't have too? Yeah. <laughs> like these other teams, like in the salary cap's not true. It's not real. Right. But from, you know, from what I've heard, and I was talking to James off camera last night, mm. and he said a lot of this has to do like with these big name, big market teams how they're getting these players. It's not just salary cap. A lot of it is bonus money. And of course the bonus money comes out of the pocket of the franchise or of the GM or whatever. And these GMs are, they got money. So they're just boom, boom, boom. And I don't think we're in a position like that. You know, like, I mean, Amy Adams, of course she has money because she's of her lineage and everything. Right. But I don't think she has the money just to say, you know, here you go. Here's uh, $50 million guaranteed or whatever. Um, I think that's the difference. Right. Yeah, and it's easy for a lot of us fans to uh, sit back and be like, hey, just, you know, restructure these guys. Give them that, mm. give them that money right now out of pocket. But then again, it's not our money that we're having to do that with. Like, you know, if it exactly. if it was if it was our money, then we might be like, okay, we got to be a little bit smarter about this. But yes, there's there's ways around the salary cap. I mean, restructuring guys, giving them more money as bonus money, bringing that cap number down, yeah. and that's what a lot of these teams are doing. I mean, I think I saw where someone tweeted out about like Deshaun Watson's deal with the Browns, like the deal that he signed, his cap number for this next year is not that high. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, someone made a comment about it because of all the legal stuff that he has going on. He, you know, Watson really possibly thought about this and was like, okay, if I get suspended or if I get, you know, find it's going to be coming out of this much smaller amount of money that I'm getting paid this year. Yeah, And, you know, that's, that's what teams are doing is they're, 
they're backloading contracts because they're expecting the salary cap over the next couple of years to just keep exploding up. And that that's where it's coming in. But again, it's easy for, and, and I'm guilty of it too, because I'm like, Hey, just, you know, you got Bayard, you got Lewan. We saw the Titans restructure Zach Cunningham and that made that freed up like $6 million, which helped bring in Austin Hooper. Yeah. So, just all these moves but again it's it's easy for all of us to sit back and say hey do this do this when it's not our money that's being affected by it so and now what about the going back to talking about receivers you know we kind of hit on it a little bit about trading i know i've saw people talk about trading for like dk metcalf and Mm. I'm not necessarily against that, but one thing I do look at is, okay, if you trade for DK, then you have to possibly extend him and AJ at the same Mm -hmm. time, or you're only getting those two together for one year. And both of those guys, especially, you mentioned Devontae Adams' contract, or you look at... I'm trying to thank Christian Kirk for that the Jaguars signed. You know that AJ and DK and um, Debo Samuel, all of these guys are looking at those contracts and yeah. they're just like, okay, yep, my my time's coming. I'm I'm fixing yeah. to get that big payday. And you also have, you know, if you look at the Titans team, Jeffrey Simmons, who they'll have to extend sometime yeah. here soon, like like we just talked about with the money situation, if you brought DK in, it would be hard to pay all three of those guys. Yeah, it would. So, but it it would be interesting to see DK and AJ pair back up again like they were back at Ole Miss. Um, let's see. Got some more comments here. Um Steven says, with an interest in Indianapolis Colts, Baker Mayfield must have forgot how stacked Titans defense is. Uh, Preston says, not scared of Baker. He is inconsistent and would be a lot like Carson Wentz. And that's the biggest thing is I I think Baker is very inconsistent. There's times where, I mean, you look at the Browns team that he was on. You had Landry and Odell and Njoku and Hooper and Nick Chubb in the backfield, like, he had a good team around him. And he still wasn't putting up good numbers this past year. Yeah. And, you know, that's what led to Odell being traded. And then, of course, Matthew Stafford started finding Odell more. And we saw how that worked out for him. But now going to the Colts, I'm like, okay, you have Jonathan Taylor. You have Michael Pittman. But then what else do you really have on that offense? Like, it's not like your receiving core or tight end core is just getting a lot better from the Browns to the Colts. So I I don't know why people are so scared of that happening. Then Luke saying the cap is fraud. Just look at the Chiefs. Uh, My wife says, true, so easy to spend other people's money. Uh, Luke uh, got plenty of money. What's in fifty million going to hurt? That's like fifty bucks to us. And David says, "I say we sign Cole Beasley." I, I, I don't know. Cole Beasley is more of that slot guy. Like yeah. you said, he's older. If we're talking about that slot guy, and we're going to bring someone into that. I would rather have someone younger um, like Mason Kinsey there. You know, a guy who we can develop more and have more years with. Yeah. Um, Dadson says, I just hope the left guard and right uh, right tackle is on the roster and J-Rob is ready to load up on ball skills and early picks. That's... That, that's a good point. We haven't really talked much about the offensive line. 
Um, yeah. Oh, what Ben Jones coming back? That's big. I I want to get your thoughts on that, and then what you think we may do at the left guard and right tackle position. That's a tough one. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that they they think we're going to keep Luan because you haven't heard any news yet. So mm-hmm. I I want to say they'll probably keep him. I think they're definitely working on if if he's not going to restructure, they're not going to keep him. So I don't see you know he's counting like ten mil against the cap. So there's ten mil you could free up. I you know if Luan gets dropped. It would shock me. I would think Luan mm-hmm. would restructure. I just, right. I would think, um, or maybe he's thinking about retiring. Who knows? But I'm hoping Luan stays put. That's what I'm kind of banking this on. And you know, Raiden's is a guy who could play right tackle. Um, I, I would be excited to see what Raiden's could do at right tackle. I think you'd have to explore that option. Now he's a left tackle, mm-hmm. but. Maybe he can play right tackle. I mean, anybody's got to be better than than the Quesenberry. Right. You know, <laughs> anybody. So, you know, we'll see what happens. As far as a guard goes, they're going to have to pick up somebody. I mean, that guy that they picked up, Jordan Jackson, he's a backup. He's not right. a he's not a, a everyday starter. I would I would hope they're not going into this thinking that maybe they know something we don't know, but um, right. There you go. You got to get a guard to to fill in for Saffold. So, I mean, there's some free agents out there who are available um, guards. Um, the the draft not very deep in guards this year. Um, you could maybe go out and get somebody in the third, fourth round, like Cade Mays, who mm-hmm. could who could possibly step in and be a starter. Um, they could be looking at that, at least with the guard position. It's not like tackle. It's not as difficult to, to learn the playbook and get in. Um, you're not really having to worry about a, a freaking elite edge defender beating you around the outside or something. So guard right. is definitely more um, easier to, to kind of plug and play. So I would think that they're going and trying to find a veteran. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, I don't, I just don't see there's really any guards other than what's the guy's name, Lindenbaum, but I think he's a center. I'm sure he yeah. can play guard too. Lindenbaum, and there's a guy from uh, Alabama and Memphis, um, in the draft. Um, let me, let me look this up real quick. It's, you know, you got Kenyon Green. He's one of those guys, but he's going to go early. Um, right. we're, we're probably talking a, a first round, first to mid late pick. Um, then you got an interesting guy. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a guy that some people, some mock drafts have, have picked us. Uh, Bernard Raymond um, mm-hmm. from uh, Bernard Raymond. I want to say he's from California, maybe. But he's another intriguing guy that some of the these mock draft people, uh, the Titans have picked him. Like I said, Lindenbaum is a center, mm-hmm. naturally. Great talent. Um, but maybe they pick uh, Raymond in the first round. Who knows? Yeah, um, I, a name that you mentioned. And again, it's it's maybe a little bit of that Tennessee bias here, but Cade Mays, and I was Cade talking to Mays, one of my... Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to one of my other buddies about him because I know he played tackle at UT. And when I was talking to my buddy about him, he said that, well, yeah, he was playing tackle. He he also played guard some. And he's a guy that, you know, and maybe it's also looking back to last year's draft, I thought that the Titans should take Trey Smith, and especially when he fell down to where he did because that could have filled our guard position easily yeah. this year. We wouldn't have any questions. But, you know, I think Cade Mays is a guy that they possibly need to look at. I agree with you. I think if Lawan was going to be gone, they would have already released him. I honestly believe that when they were looking at cuts to make on the offensive line, 
they were either going to release Lawan or they were going to release Saffold. And yeah. I think, obviously, Saffold's gone, so I think that was the move. Um, the Titans have shown that they like guys that are versatile, that can move around to different spots on the offensive line. So, like you said, we possibly see Raidens move over to that right tackle spot. I know I was still in your chat last night whenever uh, James mentioned that, you know, he's he's a left tackle. That's what he played through high school, college. And now, you know, he brought up the point of asking you what hand you were and if you had to start writing with your other hand, how long would it take you? So, you know, that that's a good point to look at. But also, like you mentioned – I don't know that you can really get much worse than what Questenberry was doing <laughs> last yeah. year. So, um, Datsun says, I say J-Rob uses the first four picks on multiple wide receiver, tight end, and a running back. Uh, Kane says, people fail to realize the cap is a guideline, not actually what can be used. Al says, all of the wide receivers left in free agency are slot wide receivers. That's your number three, number four receivers, not a number two. He said, best to go to the draft. Um, Al says, rise of the undertaker at right tackle. Again, that's one of those things, getting rid of Dennis Kelly. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of coming back to bite us now because he was doing his thing at right tackle for us. And, yeah. you know, it's going to be interesting to see what other moves the Titans make, if they make any. I feel like them getting rid of Julio, There's there's got to be some big move coming. I could be wrong, but I, I just have a feeling that some big move is on the way. And, you know, the next couple weeks, probably going to show us something. And yeah. Rossi, I know you got work here in a little bit, and it's been fun to hop on here, chat it up with you about all the stuff that's happened this past week with the Titans. You know, you gave some good insight on some other things uh, going on, and, you know, I, I just appreciate you coming on the show, and I forgot to mention it earlier. Anyone, if you're not already following Rossi, make sure to go subscribe to his YouTube channel, Titans Rossi. Go follow him, follow him on Twitter, at Titans Rossi. Rossi, it's always a fun time when you come on the show, when we're talking about Titans football, you know, and not just that, but having you as a friend, talking to you about different things here and there. Man, just thank you again for coming on this morning. I know, like you said, our early morning show, both of us had to uh, roll out of bed, kind of get <laughs> – get woke up really but it's been a great show man yeah man it has and i i appreciate and this is if i if i wrote if i was gonna write left-handed this is what it would look like (laughs) (laughs) so so you know not not too well there um but yeah i mean no i i appreciate you you letting me come on you inviting me onto the show and like I said, I literally just, I meant to set my, set my alarm and then I freaking woke up late and just literally just opened my eyes. It's like, Oh crap. I gotta, I gotta go on Tyler's <laughs> show. Like, um, I'm gonna look crazy on the show, but, but nah, man, it's always a pleasure, man. Of course, you know, me and you, we're not, we don't just do the YouTube thing. We're friends as well. Right. And, uh, and I, and I give my best to, to Carrie too. She's always in my, in my channel on my shows commenting and stuff and it means a lot to me so um you know yeah give me a follow everybody if you haven't yet um titans rossi i got just hit 2k followers on uh youtube or on not youtube on um twitter that's awesome (laughs) that's pretty cool too so um and anyways but yeah i'll have to get you on the show uh coming up here soon maybe next week we can work out something um too yeah, for sure, man. And like I said, you know, appreciate you coming on. Everyone, go subscribe to him if you haven't already. Go follow him. If you haven't subscribed to my channel yet, make sure back out of the live chat, subscribe. Like yep. I said, audio version will be up later. Go follow us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Like I said, 
I know Rossi is like this as well. We both really appreciate everyone who has subscribed to our channels, yeah. everyone that follows and interacts with us. You know, that that's why we do this. It's not just to, yeah. you know, get subscribers and everything. It's to get more people in here to chat it up with us, get different opinions and, you know, just that interaction and having fun talking about football with so many different people. It, it's just a blast. And, you know, I know you probably feel the same. We love all, all of our subscribers and followers. Like, y'all help push us to do more, and we want to be better and put out better content for everyone. Yeah, man. So the, the subscribers are, are my are my dudes yeah. and my <laughs> girls, a few girls. But, yeah, uh, they're awesome. They're really awesome. You know, last night we did a show and I think we had about $120 in super chats. And it was just like, what? What are you, what right. are you guys doing? <laughs> it's just crazy, you know. Um, the most we've ever had. Of course, 50 of that was from Mama Kenzie. So shout out to her. But, you know, still, I mean, about $120. It's it's pretty cool, man. It's, uh, it's just a cool feeling that, that people care enough to, to give some of their own hard-earned money. Um, to something and and like you said we appreciate you guys um i share the same sentiment with you tyler yeah and you know that's that's awesome because you know one thing it, for us it's it's not about the money but any yeah, money of course not. A, a, any money that we get can be put back into the show and just make the show exactly. that much better so you yeah. know we really you know, like you said, we appreciate all of that. And, Rossi, I don't know if you have anything else from the moves this last week that you want to hit on. Um, I, I know I don't have anything else. Uh, you have anything? No, man, I'm, I'm good to go. All right. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Tighten up, guys.